Into the wild I'll go and into the wild I am It's been a while, freedom child Since I left my roots back home Into the wild I'll go Into the wild I am It's been a while, freedom child Since I left my roots back home Welcome to the Free Birth Society podcast. This is a radical space for women who are ready to celebrate their autonomous choices in birth, motherhood, and beyond. Together, we'll learn about wild birth through personal narrative, we'll explore the politics of birth, and we'll analyze everything that relates to our lives as women from a feminist perspective. Here's your host, Emily Saldea. It's been a wild freedom Happy, happy new year, women. We are kicking off 2024 with a super fun episode. Free birthing sisters are on the show today. Before we get going, what do we have going on this month? Oh my gosh, this might be the biggest month of our year. Okay, we've got final signups for Midwife Within. Our retreat registration technically was supposed to close with December, um, and there is literally one spot left before we're sold out, and I know that one of you are going to grab it, so here's your push. MatriarchRisingFestival.com slash Midwife Within. Join us in May for the most life-changing retreat with me and elder midwife, Sister Morningstar. This is a total once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. An incredible group of women have enrolled. So many of them are pregnant. Oh my gosh, what a dream come true. I cannot wait. MatriarchRisingFestival.com slash Midwife Within. Take the last spot. Also, tickets for Matriarch Rising Festival go on sale January 11th, and you know those add-ons go fast, like glamping and the toddler tickets. So do not wait around and get on that. Go to matriarchrisingfestival.com, drop your name on the newsletter to be the first to hear when tickets go live and get your ticket and I will see you this summer. Lastly, our big three-day event is coming up, The Initiated Woman. If you haven't grabbed your spot for that, please do join us. It's going to be so good and it's totally free. Doors open for the Blood Mysteries School later this month. I believe it's on the 23rd of January. We have updated the program. I am teaching this time around. It's just better than ever. I'm freaking jazzed about the Blood Mysteries School. You can join that waitlist to learn more at freebirthsociety.com slash BMS waitlist. And I will drop in the show notes the link to opt in for the initiated woman so you can join us for that. Oh my gosh. What exciting events. I'm so pumped about this year. I am feeling that new year energy and I hope you are too. So today, Sophie and Julia, adorable free birthing sisters and musicians from New Zealand are on the show today sharing their birth stories and journeys into motherhood. I had received an email from them expressing their gratitude for the podcast, how it had changed their lives, and sending me some songs that were inspired by me or Free Birth Society and all of the work we do here. So, of course, I had to have them on the show. Both sisters are RH negative and did not get the Rogam shot. They free birthed healthy babies into the world, of course. Together, they share their stories full of wisdom and laughs and insights, all about shedding fears, the power of words, and how free birth has influenced their music. So be sure and listen all the way to the end as they bless us with their sweet voices in a beautiful song inspired by the transformation of free birth and the profound impact it has had on their lives. This is a super fun episode. Enjoy and Happy New Year. Welcome. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Emily. Yay. Thanks for having us. Well, this might be the cutest episode that I've ever recorded. <laughs> and 
Yeah, this is just so cute. I got an email right from you two with just an adorable, mm -hmm. quick little story about your music and about, um, you know, being inspired and, and free birthing. Um, and then I went on to listen to a bunch of your music. I love it. And yeah, so I was like, well, obviously get these women on the podcast. So who are you? Okay. And tell me a little bit about both of you. Cool. Well, I'm Sophie and I'm um, Julia's sister and we're um, mums and musicians and yeah, we've been um, making music together and releasing it and playing shows for like five or six years now. And um, yeah, it's been a beautiful journey and we're going strong and yeah, since we found Freebird Society, it's affected a lot of things in our life, I feel like, and then um, our music as well and just yeah, it's been really beautiful and yeah, that's why we reached out because we we're so grateful for the effect that it's had on our lives and our family's lives as well. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Freebird Society. Well, I, I found Freebird Society when I was pregnant with my first son and um, really wanted to free birth, but I was ha had so much pressure from family members, you know, it's your first child, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Read all these books of what to expect, you know, and she's got to the hospital. But um, yeah, I really wanted to free birth with my first son, but um, it didn't, I ended up getting a midwife and um, the first midwife I had, she um, was very medicalized. She hadn't even had children herself. She just graduated. And I did the scans, the 20 week scan. And she was like, oh, did they tell you about your son's umbilical cord? And they said that he was sewer single umbilical artery. And um, she was like, so we're gonna have to monitor his growth. You know, um, gonna have to do regular checks. And that really didn't sit well with me. So I, I broke up with her. <laughs> You know, I was really set on free birthing, but um, yeah, too much pressure from family. So for their sake, I got a um, midwife. Yeah, and um, luckily she was as grassroots as you can in the medical system. She listened to all my no's and, um, but um, yeah, so my first birth was with a midwife and then Sophie, yeah, yeah she, um, you, and didn't they also just one thing when you had that scan and the thing with the umbilical they also told you that he might not make it yeah that's a certain point of course yeah. so we got a little bit about julia but then so you said your first son so then did you go on to free birth a next child yeah okay cool so we'll get into that story in a minute cool and then um sophie contextualize yeah. your story a bit for us yeah so I hadn't really thought about having children much or birth. I hadn't really been, yeah, it just hadn't been in my mind much. But then um, so when Julie became pregnant, it became more. And then meeting Taurus, my nephew was like, wow. It was such a um, hmm. huge thing. And then I just pretty much got obsessed with um, <laughs> listening to birth stories and getting so excited. And my partner and I um, really wanted to do it, to have a baby and we decided to leave the city and it was a time when things were getting crazy and everyone was wearing masks and stuff so we just got mm. out just in time really um and also at the same time our band sort of broke up because of all the politics and and it was actually a blessing in disguise because we're now on a we had like nine people in the band before and now we're down to four and it's just way less people you know involved and it's much more true to our own vision and was Voice. this the politics around COVID? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, yeah. we're covering our mouths on stage. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I'm imagining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was cool. Lots of life changes happening. And then, yeah, um, we called in our baby and I had a beautiful free birth with the support from my sister. Oh. Yeah. She's eight months old now. Okay, so she's your first? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so cute. This is yeah. really quite a wonderful story. What a special family you both have. Yeah, so grateful. <laughs> Do you women have other siblings? No. It's just the two of you? Yeah. And you're these like bestie free birthing 
musicians. <laughs> they can't handle <laughs> yeah. it. What are your parents Thanks like? Thanks, God. Mum's um, really um, on the buzz and dad is too in a different way. Like, I remember getting towards the end of my pregnancy and dad was like, have you had any x-rays or scans or anything? And I was like, no. And he just laughs. Like, he's not too... You know, they're both super chill. Well, I hope Mom. you're not having x-rays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very old school. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and how close are your parents to you guys geographically? Are they in the same town? Yeah, mum is most of the time. Um, she lives in her camper and just is always there to help, which mm. she's so grateful for. Yeah, yeah and dad's, um, he visits regularly. So mom's always there. So Julia births first, and yeah. then Sophie has the first free birth, and then Julia has the second free birth. Yeah. Okay, let's tell the stories in that in that order then. Cool. And, and I want to hear <laughs> about your music and how mm-hmm. um how all of this has influenced your yeah. creative outlets as well. So let's start mm-hmm. with Julia and whatever more you want to share. You said it was with a pretty cool midwife in the system yeah. but tell us yeah. your birth story okay so um yeah so it was full moon um the waves started happening there were i invited uh, my mom my mother-in-law my partner and the midwife to the birth space i set up everything you know to be perfect and um yeah it was about 12 hours i called it a labor back then so I blessed it as a labour, so therefore it was very hard. <clears throat> it was excruciating, <clears throat> and I. Wait, um, wait, what do you call it now? A sacred birth ceremony. Okay. <laughs> because I feel like with our words we are creating what will happen, you know. And like, why have we been calling it labour? It's seriously sabotaging your experience as woman, you know. That's like what you do outside, hard yakka, you know. <laughs> and so. This experience was very excruciating. I was looking outside of myself, you know, oh, help me, you know. Um, but I was really held by the woman there, which I, yeah, I will always look back on and be grateful for that. And um, yeah, it was a beautiful experience, 12 hours. Um, yeah, I came out and I feel like, um, listening to people through the other uh, whole pregnancy you know telling them what i needed to do and listening looking out f- for them during my um, birthing experience then into motherhood you're like you carry that for that first time what do i do you're always looking out rather than i wasn't trusting inside you know but that was that and then um Oh, and forgot to mention, I am RH negative, and I didn't have any of the shots either. Um, don't know about you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then I got pregnant again, maybe a year and a bit later, and lost that baby. And it was in the same amount of time where um, Sophie then got pregnant with her baby. So it was like such a funny time. Eh? Mm. It was like um, a double-ended sword, like grieving, mm-hmm. but so happy for my sister. And it just wasn't the right time. My body wasn't ready, obviously. Yeah, and I'd, then... I'd love to hear you say a little bit more about why you chose not to get the Rogam shot. So um, I got, I had an abortion when I was 21 or something, and I um, just was listening to what the doctor said. He said to me, it's because you come from aliens. A doctor literally said that that you need to get this shot so that your body doesn't kill your next baby. And so I'm like, okay. Was he trying to be funny? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, some serious medical advice there. Wow. Um, yeah, and, like, uh, he's probably right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, and then I did – um. A few years later, Sophie sent me something on Reddit about all these women who had had um, RH, oh, the anti-D shot, and about their immune system and how it had been completely um, rocked. And I do, looking back, I noticed after that, you know, it was a tough time. So, yeah, when it came to that... Um, so did you get it after the abortion? Mm, yeah. Gotcha. So you did and- get it the first time. Yeah, and I had no idea what was in it, you know, that it was plasma, pig plasma or something. 
someone else's blood. Um, uh, so yeah, so then I had Taurus, and then I didn't get it after that, and then I had the miscarriage, and I didn't have it, and people were like, oh, you should be having that, you know, that's why you lost your baby. And then, yeah. Um, Should we talk about your postpartum at all? Oh, yeah, postpartum. First postpartum was very lonely, you know, I didn't set up that support. I was so focused on the birth. Um, but I had my mum and family, you know, really grateful, but, yeah, I noticed how important it is to feel held and looked after in postpartum, you know. <laughs> Our Moroccan sisters, they're getting massages every day, and I think yeah, our culture's really lacking that. Um, but, yeah, so then one day I was breastfeeding my son, and I don't usually get, like, visions or anything, but there was this, like, violet light on my third eye. I was like, oh, someone's there. And so I had a look, and it was this little girl. And um, I was like, oh, my God, that's my daughter. And so she came into my womb, I don't know, a few months after that. And um, this time I was like, I'm not letting anyone up with anything. I'm not – this is my time, you know. Um, I knew I wanted to birth alone, no one in the room. I so, just wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to flush <laughs> out so much of what you just said. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> if you said, I heard you just say something like, you know, this time I'm not going to let anyone fuck with anything. Yeah. But what did they fuck with in your first birth? Well, I feel like everyone that had birthed, like, say, my dear mother-in-law and family like that, they were like, oh, you got to birth in the hospital, you know, you got to have a midwife. No, you got to have a midwife and um, just oh, like... Oh, were you even at the have... hospital? Oh, no, no, I was at home, but like... Yeah, okay. She was like, you, you know, you might have to go to the hospital. And I was just like, no, you know, there was all that chatter, you know, that I didn't want to hear. And I knew in the beginning, you know, I just wanted to run off in the bush and have my baby. But I did, I had a midwife for other people, you know, not mm -hmm. necessarily for myself. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Okay, and so yeah. how aware were you? First, when did free birth enter your consciousness? And when did you align with that choice? And how how did you know that that was the choice for you? Um, so I first found you guys in my first pregnancy after oh, all that single um, umbilical article, uh, artery carry on. And, um, yeah, it just rung so true, you know. It's so deep in us. It's what our ancestors have done. And so it just felt so right, you know. And so this time, yeah. And can I say something? Is, yeah. I remember um, Julia saying to me like, that she wanted to not have a midwife for her birth, um, for that first birth. And I remember talking to mum after that and being like, Julia wants a birth without a midwife. Like, she needs to have a midwife. Like, the, you know, the, like the fear, just thinking it was so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so, just yeah. our conditioning, sad, yeah, really. So conditioned. And then five seconds later, you're like, I'm going to actually do it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was just like how the baby's made, you know, you don't want people watching you making love. That's going to change the vibration. And throughout this, um, pregnancy with my daughter like I, I'd spend time alone and get into that zone and then say my partner would walk in and the energy would just totally change and I knew that that's why I wanted to be alone you know so I could really go within without any eyes feeling those eyes you know so yeah. did you have language in your daughter's pregnancy for how you had outsourced in your first birth what do you mean by that? Remember how you were saying, like, looking outside of yourself? Mm. Did Were you already aware that you had done that by the yeah. time you were pregnant? And so you were already interested in what it would be like to not do that? Totally, yeah. Because okay. I also, also, like, was going for the pain-free, blissful. And I experienced that. And, you know, I listened to your podcast with Yolandi. Is that how you say her name? Yeah. And I saw her book was coming out and I was like, right, I'm not going to buy that book until I experience this. And I know this is true for myself and I can say, sisters, it's true. <laughs> and um, yeah, and so I listened to her 
um, your podcast together and I told my partner about it. I was like, this lady, you know, she's had 10 kids. And she's, he's like, well, she has had 10 kids, you know, she might be. A, and I'm like, no, I'm, no. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that book, um, Florence Scovel. Oh, yeah. The, affected um, things quite a bit. Eh? Do you want yeah. to say about that? Florence Scovel yeah, Shin. I it, don't know how to say it. It's, uh, the, your word is your wand and um, the game of life and how to play it. Those books. Um, yeah. yeah. Julie got cool. really into during her pregnancy. So. Yeah. And um, every day I'd catch myself thinking my labor. I'm like, stop saying that. Like, don't. Even on the day of the birth, I, I was saying labor. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so deeply ingrained, you know. I'm not having a labour. I'm having a sacred birth ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. I, let's let's go chronologically. So now we're going to yeah. hop over and we're going to go to Sophie. And so she's now had the first birth. And mm-hmm. when – does she bring free birth society into your consciousness and how does it happen for you that you go from, Oh my God, mom, she's gonna, she has to have a midwife to how much time (laughs) to being like, this is totally what I'm going to do. Yeah. um, Well, that, that time of me thinking she has to have a midwife and saying that was, I think towards the beginning of her pregnancy with her son. And then towards the end, I can remember she was quite big. That's when we were listening to free birth society together and with our mum as well and um yeah yeah so it didn't take me long to be like okay like um, yeah realize it's just like a big scam you know (laughs) um (laughs) and um yeah so julia birthed taurus and i came and met them um well her and taurus i mean by them (laughs) both of them um about a week after Taurus was born and I really had no like looking back I had no idea of um, like how important and special postpartum and healing that it can and should be so I was sort of there as a visit like visiting for a few days and then I had to go again and look back I'm like oh that like could have been such a way more of a sister then but hey that's in the past you know um and so yeah it was just life-changing like I could feel my heart like ripping open um meeting him and um yeah and then I was like well I need to have a baby like as soon as I smelt him (laughs) um so yeah we um we left the city my partner and I moved up here to Taranaki which is a nice rural um surf town region and how how close do you two live to each other now um we've just last week i moved 10 minutes away but for the last year and a bit we've been right next door to each other um yeah so um we moved here and and then after a few months of settling in was like okay we're ready to call this baby in and started sort of you know praying a little bit to her and hmm. or whoever we didn't know it was a girl at the time although I, I I knew but I didn't want to say you know in case of being wrong or something like not fully trusting my uh-huh. my inkling but um yeah started to invite her to come in and she didn't come straight away and I was definitely like having like thoughts of my like, oh why you know like you know it was, I definitely um it's it is a, a a little bit of a hard time just fully trusting when you really mm-hmm. want it so bad well um, you so don't it's... you don't know till you know right yeah. i think we're you know we're we're groomed into suspecting that we're broken versus mm. being groomed into Easy. knowing <clears throat> that we are fertile vital yeah you know radiant yeah and everything's women. just divine timing eh and yeah we are fertile right here <laughs> so um, so were you already like i'm in a free birth yeah i was already um before um uh, moving up here i'd gone and worked on a kiwi fruit orchard for three months and i just listened to free birth society for like the whole day every day <laughs> and all the podcasts and it was just like blown away by the just the there's such a facade i guess that we're that if you're not like without the free society podcast you're not aware of of 
of birth and and I hadn't didn't know that many people that had given birth like not that many friends um so it was just so interesting to learn about it's just yeah felt and it um, also opened up I feel like so much interest in other parts of just being a woman and mm-hmm. being healthy and mm. yeah sovereign so yeah mm. that was cool started trying to get um pregnant and it didn't happen and then um there was a big protest that I was at against all the mandate stuff and it was intense and there was like violence and police brutality and so I came home after that feeling quite traumatized and being like oh that's why she hasn't come yet because she didn't (laughs) want to be during that and like my trust all came back um and then the next month um there was a baby in my womb and so um it was really exciting times and I did a pregnancy test just because I wanted to it was fun and um I called Neil to have a look at it and he came and we had a moment and then we both walked away and he walked outside and I walked through the house and these geese because we have a lake across the road and these geese just at that moment just glided like in this beautiful perfect formation over and then every time during my pregnancy when I'd have like doubts or you know things come up I just remember the geese and everything's okay um so that's nice and had a really beautiful pregnancy and Julia was living next door. I think she moved um, in uh, just like a couple of weeks after we'd found out. So it was cool and I, I was feeling um, pretty lazy at the beginning and I'd just go and lie on her couch. And <laughs> it was so nice to just have company. And, and did hang you out choose to have a wild pregnancy? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely so tell- didn't. Tell me about that because that's like a really big deal. That's really edgy. That's very radical. <laughs> that's, you know, it's not something your sis chose yet. Right. So, like, just tell me more about your choice. Well, I did actually have, um, I had one call with a midwife at the, when I first found out, just because I was like, is there anything I need to know? Like, you know, um, but she had stopped practicing and handed in her midwifery license because of the mandates that you have to be vaccinated to be a midwife um so I just talked to her and that just really solidified in me like I don't I don't need anyone because she pretty much just said yeah you don't need anyone like you can just do it yourself and (laughs) also said a few like suggested a few things that I was like knew that that didn't feel right for me just little things but it just made me realize no one knows what's right for me apart from me and so that was cool like that's what I got out of that call and Well, and like certainly not a stranger, like your sister might be able to help you in a way that's in deep alignment with who you are because she knows you. Right. But this idea that a stranger stranger (laughs) can give you like generalized Mm. advice is Mm. cuckoo. Yeah, Mm. that's crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. Like you go and get an electronic or a mechanic to work on your car. It's like we pretty much do, you know, that's expected of us to do when we get pregnant too, just get yeah. some random. We're just person. little robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I decided I didn't want anyone straight away, um, but I hadn't really been that clear about it with um, Neil, like like black and white, be like not having a midwife. And then the night that I, or when I did, he was like sort of freaked out. And then he said he went to work the next day being like, oh no, I've got a crazy person pregnant. <laughs> But um, I just we just talked it out, and and you know he just had the same conditioning that I had when Julia had said that to me, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I brought that book, Unassisted Childbirth, and he just read the first few chapters and was like, okay, nah, fair enough. Like you know, we just had to talk talk it out. But yeah, I did. I was just looking after myself and just ha- enjoying life, like throughout my pregnancy. And I just knew that's what all I needed to do was just connect with my baby be yeah stress-free and do what I enjoyed sorry what would you say was like the deepest work of that pregnancy like what was what was hard about it or what was really confronting about it yeah um I think the whole way like I, I I would be lying if I said it was just just full enjoyment like it was definitely like a lot of dark thoughts often of of worry and like and I guess just from things you've heard and knowing or just things like often it would come in my head like especially in the first trimester like should should I I should just get a scan maybe just 
check, you know, I don't know. And then as my puku grew, she was definitely more on one side than the other. And But I always knew it was, I knew deep down it was, um, everything was perfect, but I guess there'd just be shit on the top that you'd have to like actively be like, go away, no, you, mm-hmm. you don't, mm. these sorts don't belong here. Yeah. Which was, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I just have only really fond memories of, even mm. though it was tough, like just sitting together, you know, knowing that your baby's with you and caring, caring for yourself and her as one. It's, it's so lovely. But did, so how um, did, how did you prepare for this free birth as your first birth? Yeah. Besides um, listening to every episode ever of yeah. my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always did... To, I don't know if this was, yeah, I guess I was trying to like open my hips and do like stretching, which I don't know if I, I'm, I guess it's just like the kind of person I was or am is like physical, but I know that that now from Julia's second birth with Mulan, which we'll hear about that it's not maybe necessary, but I enjoyed it. I think at the time, like just having, keeping active in that way, because I felt quite um, lethargic and then lying around would not make me you know raise my vibe so just things like that but I just did what I enjoyed and and ate good food and steak for breakfast and I kept surfing till about six months um just that's I think how I prepared I sort of planned planned out how I wanted the birth to be um yeah just I feel like a little bit naive but also just sweet (laughs) totally (laughs) Yeah. All right. So tell us your birth story. Yeah. Um, I woke up before the sun was up with waters coming out in the bed. So I was like, today's the day and woke up Neil and then I couldn't go back to sleep. So I just got up and um, there was lots of liquid coming out and I went and watered the garden and fed the chickens and just enjoyed being outside and listened to some music and just was on a high. And then we set up the room with like a tarpaulin on the floor and a mattress and cushions and this sling thing from the ceiling. Cause I'd heard from a few people that they wished they had something to pull on and they were birthing. So we had that and, and all good. And I remember it was about 8.30 and I was thinking, oh, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna take long. Like it's really strong. I think the baby's gonna be here soon. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, just vibing out in the lounge, like trying to get comfortable, couldn't get comfortable and on the ball and we had music and I'd put like the sling around my hips and sort of sit sit back on the ball and that was nice, but yeah, just couldn't really get comfortable, which I guess is probably quite normal, <laughs> you know, and then I went and had a shower and that was nice, to, the water, but I still just couldn't get comfortable. So I said, let's set up the pool because we had a pool, but I thought I wouldn't want it, but then yeah, wanted it and also, also quite nice to give Neil something to do because he, his energy was a bit like, didn't know what to do. And then, yeah, just like have it, give him a job. But the water was really good when I got in and, but it was too hot, but it just made everything calm down. So I could just like not feel the intensity so much. Cause it was, I remember being like to you, like, ow, like my back. <laughs> and so that was nice. It slowed everything and down. Is- is Julia at your birth at this point? Yeah, she's in the next room. So she's not in the room, but I, I didn't know she was there. And then Neil said at one point, like, oh, Drew's here. And so then I knew she was there, which I was kind of um, quite relieved, actually, to know mm-hmm. that she was there. <clears throat> um, but I hopped out of the pool because I think we ran out of hot water and it was <laughs> cooling down. But then I could just have a rest because it had slowed everything down and I was just lying down like on my side just having these like DMT fast dreams, just, oh man. And it was so fun. I just would have loved to have stayed there forever. Like just these dreams and they were so vivid, but then it would go and another one would come and I'd try and hold on, like make sense of the dream, but it would just (laughs) disappear away. Um, And eventually, I don't know how long, and I remember Julia saying like, because I, I was just able to breathe through them now rather than vocalizing like I had been before. And Julia was like, baby's giving you a nice break. Like Julia would just sometimes chuck in these little comments like, you're doing so well, like just this little voice. And it was really powerful. Just, um, 
yeah, eventually I was like, the baby's not going to come out if I'm just lying here. Like, <laughs> I needed to be a bit proactive. So we started, I started trying to move around and I leaned over the, um, this chair and then um, Pooh started squirting out. <laughs> and it was, yeah, funny. Like we were just laughing and it was like, it was a really fun day. It just went on and on and then it was nighttime and I was just sort of trying to use my voice, but I was also very aware of like even the neighbors and just eventually oh. the music stopped, the playlist finished and, and the vibe kind of dropped. Yeah. And I was, I was aware of the neighbors and, and things. And then, um, I learnt a few days later that our neighbor was actually sitting on her back step. Like she'd heard me and she was sitting there praying Aww. for the whole day. So yeah, nice. But yeah, so anyway, soon enough it was night time and and I thought, let's get back in the pool. I remember a moment of just I was just moving on the floor on the mattress and looking at Neil being like I was really pissed off, like he's not helping me, like, <laughs> like and then I sort of felt like it's actually a feeling I've had before when we've been surfing and I've gotten like stuck in a wave and I've gotten scared and I'm worried and freaking out and I'm like, he's not helping me, he needs to come and save me. And then, I, but I realized at that moment, like I've realized when we've been in the ocean, like he can't actually save me. Like when I was birthing this baby, like he can't save me. Like Julia can't help me. Like they can help, but they can't really help. Like I've just got to do it myself. And then it was like, I was like back, like let's go, I can do it. And so that's when I said, okay, just get back in the pool. And, and yeah, it was, I've felt my power come back to me and, and get was happy and and doing it and having fun i think and then there was a moment when neil came in with um some tacos and a coffee and i was like get out you can't eat that in here oh my gosh yeah I was like, and the fire and a coffee yeah <laughs> so i said i'll let you know smell yeah i said i'll let you know when the head's coming out and then i was just in the pool and yeah the smoke alarm went off I was like, ah. wait why <laughs> Uh, it's just a dad smoke alarm. <laughs> That's so funny because I was just sent a birth video the other day where the smoke alarm is going off while she's birthing. And I was like, how <laughs> bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not what you want, but mm -mm. no. Um, Julie came and turned it off and then I called Julie like, come and, come and help me. Well, I needed something and she came and gave me a drink and and put, was putting flannels on me and just having her there, I was like, oh, like this is why people, they have midwife or like sisterly support, like it was totally different. Like I just felt so comfortable and she'd just like, when I'd be like roaring through a contraction, she'd just be like, yeah, like, you know, like hardly saying anything, but it would mean so much. And just keeping me there, I was just going hot and cold, hot and cold. Oh, and a bit before this, actually, I'd asked her to play the drum Neil to play the didgeridoo and that was the best moment like it was not for very long but I could just actually fully let go with my voice and then not like I just felt open like darkness like openness it was beautiful and so next time I think I just really want sound like whoever's there to be making sound with me because yeah, it, it felt amazing but mm. unfortunately it didn't last very long um so yeah, Julia was supporting me and that was lovely. But the plastic birth pool was like, you know, you move when they come, when the waves come and then you're rubbing against plastic and the sound was horrible. Like it was really off-putting. Mm. So like I, I, um, we asked Neil to come get in the pool so I could lean against him. And then that was most comfortable. I felt like the whole day I felt like I couldn't hold my body. Like I just wanted, I felt like I couldn't hold myself. Um, so having someone to like hold me was, um, yeah, that was what I was made everything better. And it was really cool because it was dark now and all three of us were together. It was like a party kind mm. of, <laughs> and yeah, eventually her head started to come out hours before I'd put my finger up and felt her head maybe this far away, but then she, she was just going and like all afternoon, but then eventually her head came out and then right back in. <laughs> And yeah, that was kind of excruciating and I was sort of begging her like, come on, baby, please, come on. Um, but it was, yeah, it was so fun. Feeling her head coming out was, I think, one of the funnest moments 
of my life. Mm. I just felt like I could do anything. And mm. yeah, it was awesome. And then her head was out, but then she was still trying to go back in. And I, I thought it felt like Neil was shoving her back in. I was honestly like, what are you doing? Don't touch me. But he wasn't touching me. It was, and I think that, um, yeah, that I think that made some, some hurt <laughs> or yeah, I don't know if it was her or is it the body contracting or what, but yeah, she was trying to go back in. But well, they, they, they will, they will launch off your fundus off the top of your oh. uterus and they'll like frog leap off oh. your fundus. And many women will think that their partner is touching. Oh. It's really common. And then also when they turn, when they do their restitution, they jerk and it feels like someone is messing with the baby, but it's just the baby. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was, it wasn't, wasn't, um, wasn't enjoyable to feel, but it was so exciting. Like, you know, there's so much going on, like this, what you're feeling physically, but then what you're like in your heart and it was so good. And yeah, then she was like half out and then I just sort of stood up and got off her and I was so relieved. Like I just wanted her out. Like it was yeah. And then we were a happy family and it was so good to have Julia there and yeah, it was just like high vibes, love, just amazingness. <laughs> yeah, and then we sort of were it was sort of like, oh, okay, well do we just go to sleep now? Right. <laughs> Anticlimactic. Yeah. Um and the placenta didn't want to come out so um i just went to sleep and got it out in the morning sniffing peppermint oil i we had a book and it suggested that so that helped i don't know it just came out then um didn't want to pull it so yeah the next morning we were completely separate and yeah then the healing was i felt it took a while i was quite sore i felt kind of paralyzed for about a week or Mm -hmm. so and I was like, nothing could prepare you. Like, doesn't, no, no, no way. <laughs> the birth seemed kind of easy compared to postpartum. Mm. Yeah. But, but I had amazing are, support. Yeah, I was going to say your postpartum mm. is next door to her, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And mm. our mum was here. And Neil had a time off work. And so, yeah, I just got to lie with baby, but still, it's a lot of time in bed. Like, wow, so much time lying there. Well, but yeah, just definitely felt like it, it, it had been, I'd been on a trip or something and I was still coming out of it and seeing people like if they'd come over that wasn't Julia O'Neill who'd been at the birth, it would just be like, sort of like, mm-hmm. like you're not on the same wavelength or, you know, yeah. It was, no, it was it's lovely. like, I think I compared it to like talking to the cops when you're on mushrooms, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like in a totally different dimension definitely yeah Yeah. and I felt like yeah life was in a new dimension now and a way better one like with this beautiful daughter and I sort of was thinking about that and thinking about how each child that comes in like my niece or nephew or other children like they just make the world like this up the dimension of it's beautiful yeah so yeah yeah I had a um, lovely postpartum with support and relaxing times it was really hot and there were a lot of flies but um, just tried to stay cool and yeah now yeah but just such a beautiful happy baby and mm. yeah she's effort. she's awesome all right let's go to you <laughs> for your for your next free birth story and then I'll pitch a couple questions to you both okay nice. cool so um yeah so I got pregnant we had fun you know bringing her into the world <laughs> she took her time but we had fun and um it was funny because as soon as I got pregnant, I got thrush and I had that in my last pregnancy too. And so it was just felt like this um, battle. I just thought I'd mention this because I know a lot of women get it. And I was trying everything, you know, and it was like seven months and I was like, what, you know? And so I went to this um, beautiful energy healer and um, she tapped into that and um, she, um, yeah, went over my area and she said, this is something to do with your anger. And I was like, whoa, that's so clicked. And it was, you know, thrush, frustration. It was anger that I hadn't resolved. And so that led me on to the path of healing myself um, through the power of the word. And that also was what helped create this birth that I dreamed of. 
was speaking to my body and um and as soon as I healed my anger and my frustration which took only a few weeks the thrush had gone and it didn't come back and I thought wow so I am really this powerful healer that God created us to be and so um yeah so it was a it was a really good pregnancy apart from that you know that was a battle and um but yeah the last two months where I was frustration free um <laughs> I was having these um That's funny. <laughs> tummy tightenings but they were so orgasmic like I was would be with friends I'd be like hold on oh god wow so yeah. I knew that this you know this was gonna be you know so different from the last and um and um yeah so I envisioned what I wanted I wanted a yeah a pain-free blissful orgasmic um birth ceremony and I just every day I envisioned that and I um re-establish you know my vision and cut out the word labor and so the day came um well, the week before, I felt, you know, every night I'd be like, tonight's tonight, you know, it's going to happen tonight. And uh, the body, just feeling all the bones open and just like, wow, just surrendering to, actually, I'm not doing anything, you know. My body and the divine creator who created all of us is actually doing this through me and just like really being present with that. And um, what actually helped me, be present with that in my body is having a few massages throughout the pregnancy and like being so present and being like this is what God is going to do to me while I'm having this baby is it's just going to be a massage really and so um <laughs> you say labor can... we say massage <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, hey that's a good song title <laughs> yeah all right we'll write that down so the day came and I was like okay this is feeling different, you know, it was about four o'clock and um, I was getting my tightenings, my orgasmic tightenings, and they were feeling quite different. And my partner came home from work and we had dinner with our son and he was having these waves and I was like, okay, I just need to go within totally. We put our son to bed, it was about 6.30. And I took my clothes off, went by the fire, and I was doing this every night as well, so my partner just thought it was you know, it was just another night, you know, I've been saying this for a week. And so he didn't actually know that I was in, you know, I go to say labour, but birth ceremony. <laughs> he didn't know. And so I was just, yeah, breathing. He didn't, he and, didn't know that you were getting massaged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very um, discreet. <laughs> but he did come into the room at one point and he just lay on the floor next to me and I was like, do you think you could go into the other room? Like, I even just the sound of his voice, like the, of his breathing, like I just found it really taking me out of my zone, you know. And so I just really <laughs> wanted to go deep within. <laughs> and even like having to put a log on the fire, it would take me out of the zone. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was getting these waves and um, it was so just like, wow, like, all I had to do was just relax. That's all. I didn't have to do anything. But I was saying over and over to myself, you know, to keep any unnecessary, fearful thoughts um, coming in. I'm just saying, fearless faith, love, non-resistance. Fearless faith, love, non-resistance. And I just felt like this open, divine flower, like this ancient flower that we all are, you know, opening. And this God is literally birthing through me. And I was just like, wow. And I was just sitting there and just feeling that and like the waves and just breathing. And then I thought, oh, maybe I should just, you know, change positions. It's getting a little bit intense. And so I rolled over and I was like, oh, it's getting a bit intense. And in that moment, I was like, oh, I could easily call my man and, you know, and be like, but I didn't. I was like, I'm summoning the goddess of pleasure and bliss. I'm summoning <laughs> the go goddess of pleasure and bliss. And I was like, Oh, I think I need to do a shit. And so I went to the <laughs> toilet and um, the waters just popped and broke everywhere. And I put my fingers up and I was like, oh my God, her head is right there. Like, I didn't know it was going to be, you know, this, wow, she's right there. And so our toilet's next to our bedroom and our son was asleep on the bed and my partner was laying next to him. And I went to the end of the bed 
where I'd always envisioned actually she was coming out there. And, Wait, does he um, understand that you're getting your cosmic massage right now? No, he oh had no idea because I was just, you know, breathing and I didn't want it. But I grabbed his foot and I was like, and there were these surges, like, you know, when you're doing it, number two, and your body just does it for you. But actually, there was this one point before I went to the toilet where it was intense and I was like, I can do this, I can do this. And I was like, hold on a minute, sister. You don't need to do anything. And I laughed. I was like, oh, silly bitch. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm at the end of the bed. They grabbed my partner's foot and I was like, can you come get them? And he's like, I thought I meant some towels or something. And I was like, no, the baby. And so he come around oh my and, God. and then she's out within three like surges of... Yeah. And I was in shock and my whole body was shaking. I was like, oh, it's true. Your Lindy's right. The portal, <laughs> it's real. Just Go buy door. the book. Oh, yeah. my God. His, his version of this story must be so funny. <laughs> he had no idea, you know. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Aw. Yeah, and then my son woke up and he's like, oh, baby. Hmm. Oh, you need to wash your hands, mama. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, but the thing is, what I realized was, in my first sacred birth ceremony labor, I was observed and I was watched, and I thought I had to do this, you know. But whereas in this birth, mm-hmm. I was observing birth through me, therefore, there wasn't need to be, you know, this excruciation because. I didn't need to do anything, you know, just fully relax. And I feel like that was a huge, like, whoa, we we need to observe birth, not be observed. Like, what are we doing? That's what I felt. <laughs> but it's different oh. for everyone, I know, but yeah. Well, no one wants to be observed. No, mm, yeah. You know, they might think they should be, but, yeah. you know, they're, you know, a lot of, women are establishing their birth plans before they're in labor, right? So mm. once they're in labor, what they think they wanted is now underway, even though what they will discover is that a lot of it is highly disruptive, right? Yes. Mm. Yeah. So it's such a sabotage on a woman. Eh? But so thanks then, to you for educating so then, us. What, like, who do you two become? Like, what happens be- now that you are these free birthing sisters and you have all this creativity flowing through you both? And take me into this sovereign music genre mm. that you've created. <laughs> yes. Well, um, so we started recording this EP during. Um, my pregnancy, um, songs we'd written or half written um, when Julie and I were living next door to each other. So so this journey of us and Julian knowing that she was also going to get pregnant soon and free birth and this that was the path we were choosing. And so the music and that, the shift I feel like happened together. And us, um, the, yeah, I don't know if it resonated with you, but the lyrics and just sort of the the feeling and the messages were sort of about what we were wanting you know to um, to to hold in our life um um yeah so who do we become yeah i guess yeah it was just i don't know that's just what i was thinking the music and us choosing to birth this way and experience it together was was intertwined i feel like just and taking the power back yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to hear more of is like what what how does free birth and actualizing you know what you just articulated Julia, like how does that change and shape you both? Well, now, you know, anything that comes up, physical ailments, anything. I'm not going to go and ask someone else first. I'm going to ask the inner guidance that's that's just that's it yeah. you know and that's everything really and sickness and health and yeah and life and it's just like well we have this innate wisdom all of us inside 
at any moment, you know, and that's never going to be taken away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like with Milan's birth too, Julia's free birth, that for us watching from the outside, it was like, whoa, like that's it. Like this is, you know, like we learned so much from it too. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. Mm. Of just, we, there doesn't need to be pain and, and resistance with, with life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. So am I allowed to put you on the spot and have you women sing us a song? Oh, definitely. Do we have a guitar that's yeah, in tune around? one over there. <laughs> oh, okay. Come on, do you have, let's Do go. you have one that you'd like to hear? Do whichever one you feel like <laughs> is the one to play on this oh, podcast. Thanks. We'd love to share a song for you. I like them all. Are you ready? I'm so ready. <laughs> I think so. Okay, cool. Dr. Rickno live on Free Birth Society. <laughs> In my mind, there's a garden. How's that levels for you, sis? With my body, another life can grow. Get up and glide to that sweet inspiration. When you're inspired, the spirit is contagious. children when they try to force feed us lies i can smell infiltration and i can smell it from a mile what's intended for the next generation claiming everything that's wild but you'll never tame the waves you'll never tame the womb (laughs) you'll never tame my man you can never tame this woman The divine creator makes no mistakes The divine creator makes no mistakes I'm going to put it on Instagram. But do you women have a tag that's just for your music? A page, yeah. I mean? Dr. Rick Nor. So it's oh, right. R-E-K-N-A-W. <laughs> okay, so what's it going to take to get the two of you to come to Matriarch Rising Festival? Yeah. And play just, a plane, just a plane ticket away, sis. Right? <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? You, got, so, you women obviously have to play live yay, in front yay. of the free birth community. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah if you're interested, yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah, definitely. And it's just want to say, like, you know, this 
these stories and your medicine that is the podcast that has been affecting our lives and our music and now this music's come through us and now to be able to give the music back to you and your community it's so beautiful and yeah Yeah, thank thank you you so much I mean that's how womanhood is designed that's how sisterhood is designed yeah right this is like our natural state to give our gifts in reciprocity and keep them spinning you know yeah so Mm -hmm. cool to like feel it and and hold it it's amazing yeah oh it's such a treat to connect with you both I'm so glad you emailed us yeah thank you so much Emily so if women want to find you you just said your Instagram we'll make sure to put that in our show notes do you also want to give um like a website or anything else for your music um uh well we're on all streaming platforms um yeah we're working on a website at the moment but yeah just go on socials you'll find us and then you can stay up to date if you like yeah and if you want to hear that song it's called in my mind and it is on Spotify and it's our EP we just released and it's called Portal and it coincides like it was just buzzy timing with the book Portal. Because it's not <laughs> we from like, that, it just happened to be. Yeah. We were just like, <laughs> yeah. That word is this like, waves. It's here right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a time. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both so much. I'm so thank happy you. to be this year. Yeah, thank you so much, Emily. hope you enjoyed the show today. You can support this podcast by donating to it on freebirthsociety.com and leaving an awesome review on whatever platform you listen on. The more reviews, the more visibility the show gets. So let's spread the word of sovereign birth. We've always got a lot going on at Free Birth Society, and you can find out about all of it at freebirthsociety.com, at freebirthsociety on Instagram, and opt in to my newsletter below in the show notes. We offer courses on free birth, authentic midwifery, and the blood mysteries, as well as one-on-one coaching, in-person retreats, and of course, our annual women's festival. Our exclusive vetted private membership is definitely something to check out if you're looking for a community of wise sisters. Together we rise. We must speak our stories, claim our lives, and support one another. This is the living revolution, and I am so grateful to be in it with all of you. I'll leave you with our epic Free Birth Society theme song, Wild Woman by Aruba Red. I honor you for the wisdom you held, the ancient traditions of plant medicine and womb magic. I feel the spirit of the ancestors as I place my hands upon my belly. This sacred portal will be honored. Eons upon light beams of survival withstanding the eradication of our power by design. I will not allow the separation of our young to be forced upon me. My sisters will no longer birth in captivity. The picket line redefined from burning our wild women to paralyzing us and drugging our babes. Strapped down in a clinical white bed, drying up the milk from our breasts, keep your needles. My family will never again be doomed to chase those dragons or your poison. We reject your We choose love, everything with intention, death, ascension. I will fly and bring her back from the stars, conscious.